When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to well, unofficial Carlton Chat, or maybe official Carlton Chat on the SEN uh, airwaves through the overnight potty. Paul Sebastiani, with you, joined as always when we chat about the old dark navy blues. Uh, head of social media at uh, SEN, uh, he's a probably one of the better contributors at SEN.com.au. Oh. If I don't mind blowing smoke up his backside, oh. Nicholas Negropontis. Good, uh, what are we? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Nick, how are you, mate? I'm good, Paulie. The beauty of podcasts. Yes. There, are, there is no time of day. No, there is no time of day. No. No, 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 no. Uh, how are you uh, with where the club's at at the moment? You did tip Brisbane, so bravo to you. Well done. I just... Uh, Brisbane have been going really well. They have, haven't they? Defensively, they've been going really well, and we can't yep. move the ball. And those two things combined led to what I expected, which was Harris Andrews and Jack Payne having a field day. And yep. it didn't matter that Rich and Zorko were out necessarily because at the end of the day... They moved the ball based on our, us giving the ball back mm. to them, and the turnovers ended up killing us. But what was the yeah. what was the end? What was the final number of scores off turnover for Brisbane? Eighty six points, eighty five. Something points. like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was over. It, we were in full control of that game in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and we gave them three goals directly from gifted, directly from kicks that missed the target, mm-hmm. and the rest played out the way it did. Yep. But obviously, we are we are recording this on a Friday. Yes. That game was a week ago. Yes. We have to look ahead. We do. Whether it's short-term and long-term, that's that's what we'll do today. Yep. yep. Um, but, yeah, that's that performance, I think, sums up the year in that we've beaten Geelong, Geelong win aside, we've beaten the bad teams and we've lost to the good teams. And they're... Yeah, middle of the road at the moment, and I think the ladder position doesn't lie at the moment. Uh, execution was poor again uh, last Friday night. I think in general play we're okay, but, I mean, general play is execution too, isn't it? So yep. uh, just not up to the mark in that regard. So I don't know what they do with regards to that. They just keep working on the same game plan that they've got. Probably you can't really change too much now. I mean, you can to a certain point, but... Um, Anyway, let's rewind back to earlier this week. Now, actually, as much as the game itself was one of the big stories of the weekend last week, the biggest story actually was comments made by Adam Chera or were comments made by Adam Chera uh, and Brian Cook. Uh, Carlton supporters, Carlton members, fan base up in arms, understandably so. Initially, when the comments came out, not from Cookie, more more so from Chera, my gut wrenched. And I thought, oh, God, oh, no, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. What did you make of it? I saw your tweet, uh, and I think that was the sentiment of most. Yeah, I mean, especially for guys like us, we know where when we, we didn't – we weren't around for the glory days. No. You know, the only Carlton premierships we've watched are on VHS tapes. <laughs> um, YouTube now. Or Yeah, pretty Can much. Converted. The thing with this all is the club has no right to say that finals isn't a priority. And mm. I I don't usually overreact to this kind of thing, but mm. it just gets up my goat because, you know, 
I'm a 27-year-old Carlton fan. My yep. earliest memory of watching Carlton is Cooter doing his knee against Richmond mm-hmm. in like 2002. Mm-hmm. And that about sums up being a Carlton fan from about 2002 to about now. We've seen two finals wins. The last time we legitimately made the top eight was 2011. We've sat through three coaches in that time. Maybe four, if I'm forgetting one. Four. Four? Ratton, Malthouse, Bolton, Teague. Four. Well, Voss, five. Five. Barker, if you want to say six. Yeah, <laughs> as interim, correct. Um, and in that time, the club has pretty much delivered nothing but misery. Correct. Pretty consistently. And being a Carlton fan has not been enjoyable for the most part. Mm-hmm. So for them to come out and say, after a seven-year rebuild and all the pain that came with that, that playing finals in 2023 mm. is not the end of the world, what are, what are we doing? Yeah. And I think that's the best way I can sum it up. Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a fair point. I think just looking like the emotion of Friday night obviously wore over me and, you know, like I sent off a few tweets that were not too pleased with the performance as I think most people were not too pleased with the performance. Uh, and then the comments happened earlier this week and I initially, and, and I've always been big on, you know, oh, it's it's successful failure, cut and dry. That's it. If you don't make finals, if you don't win a flag, like what what are we doing here? As you said, the club has to have a ruthless streak. It's all about high performance. It's all about high standards. It's all about high expectations. That what that's what that's what Carlton has always been about. I as much as the last, and I've kind of not not flip flopped on this, but I've kind of tried to take a different view into how this has all unfolded, and I think. When you talk about the Carlton Football Club, it's not just incumbent on players, coaches and board and admin to figure it all out. It is to a certain point, right? That's that's the majority of it. But I also think us as fans need to look and us as members and supporters also need to look at ourselves as part of the club because we are part of the club. We have an opinion. We, we, we As much as you like it, we do have an influence on decisions that are made. We have an influence on, and and you know, people inside the club are going to make their own decisions. But ninety thousand key stakeholders—that that's enormous. Mm. That's a big, big number of people and a huge voice. And I think the one thing that, whether or not they have got it wrong or right, and I include myself in this, is that the fan base has been outraged for twenty plus years, right? Yeah, understandably so. Big time. Where has that got the club? Nowhere. Exactly. So I kind of had a bit of an epiphany during the week and thought, well, what what can we do differently as a club from a fan perspective and the outside looking in? But I mean, we are part of mm. the inner sanctum too, to a certain extent. Not not every day, obviously, but, but we always come up in discussions inside the club, of course. How can we differ our approach to ensure results actually start to spike? So last year they spiked, clearly. I mean, 12 and 10, mathematically, that's an improvement. You can't... Before you, the buy, we were... A very good flying, team. right? And and you know, and then the way I looked at last season was injuries just took their toll, and the capacity of the group just couldn't handle yep. handle the last sort of part of the season. And the last two games, I thought were really good, yep. given the stock we put out on the field. And you know, one thing goes one way or another. You play finals last year, and maybe this year's different. I don't know, but I think the way I look at it now is that now is not the time to sink the boots in for the performance. No issues with that. They were poor on the weekend again. That patch in the third term, terrible, right? Obviously. But I think after it, I don't think you can I don't think you can plant twenty years of failure on the people currently at the club. 
No. If that makes sense. And I think that's where the problem lies. As much as it is the Carlton Football Club, and I think people have not, not that they haven't understood this, but I think people have missed out on this type of analysis. Is that As much as it is the Carlton Football Club not playing finals for 25 years, this is a new group of players. It's new admin. It's new coaches. It's new staff. It's new board. You've got to not give it. I mean, you do have to give it time to a certain extent, but you've got to allow it to fester. Yep. We we and and I'm not I'm as harsh as them I'm as harsh on them as anybody. You know me. You are. You know how hard I that am on fair. them because I want them to achieve what they deserve, not what they deserve to achieve, but what what the what the heights are of AFL, winning a premiership, getting into finals, being a being a competitor at the at the back end of the season. And I just don't think it is productive at the moment to absolutely lambast every single little thing that is being done at the moment. Performance, yes, okay. If they lose, they play poorly, great. Move on. What's the solution? That that's how I'm looking at it at the moment. And what happened last year when everybody shot at the hip after ten rounds? They shot from the hip. Ah, oh, Carlton top four finals. Blah 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 blah. How good? How good? How good? You assess it after ten rounds, and then what happens? Falls apart. Exactly. The back end falls out, right? And then everyone looks like a looks like a dill. Yeah. Same thing could. And I'm not saying the same thing is going to. But just just call the Jets for now. So that's that's my monologue for it all. It's a fair point, and obviously you're right. It's the Carlton Football but Club. But I don't know if I'm right. No, you're right in that the Carlton yeah. Football Club is a collection yeah. of people. Yes. And those people are different to the collection of people who were there when, you know, the last regime. And Correct. The regime before that. Exactly. The unfortunate bit is the collection of those people, again, looks towards tracking towards a team that is not going to play finals. And that doesn't change mm. unless we yeah. win a couple of these next few games, I mm. think. Mm. Because we are eighth at the moment, mm-hmm. which is where you want to be. Mm. But... Those wins, as I've said, yes. as I said, have come against bottom bottom feeders. Yes, and Geelong, we got them on a good week. It seems. Mm. Then you've got obviously uh, the Bulldogs this week, mm-hmm. which this is a litmus test. They are on the same level as us spot in on. terms of spot on the ladder. In terms of they started slow and have picked up pace. We started a bit faster and have dropped off. On aggregate, it's about the same. Then we've got Collingwood at the MCG, a team that embarrassed us on the biggest stage in the final few minutes of last year. What does that mean to this club? We'll find out. Mm. Sydney at the SCG, a team that is not playing well, mm-hmm. but on their home deck, made the grand final last year. Yep. Good pedigree, good coaching. Yep. And then we've got Essendon, the wild card game. Mm-hmm. If, Don't forget Melbourne. Sorry. That. Then we've got Melbourne. Sydney, Melbourne, Essendon. Then we've got Melbourne, and then we've got that Essendon mm-hmm. game. This next five weeks will define this generation of the Carlton Football Club and will define the people in charge. And that is unfortunately going to happen regardless of of what we what we say in this room right now because, as you've pointed out, fan sentiment is pretty negative at the moment. Yeah. It's going to be pretty negative if this next five weeks doesn't go, mm. go to plan. And mm. I think the fallout of that will be severe because if we lose these next five games, if we don't at least pinch two of them, mm-hmm. season's pretty much over. Uh, yeah, you would probably say it is, uh, but I, I'm not, and I get sucked in again. And I think we all get sucked into looking five, six, seven, eight weeks ahead. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's where, and I know Michael Voss's press conference today, we're doing this at quarter to four on a Friday earlier today. He was, and, and this is, this is what I wanted to hear. And I know it's cliche, but he, he just reverted it all back and said, no, 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 like we got a game to focus on this weekend. That's exactly what I wanted to hear from him. That and and exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, from him. Uh, as much as every look, a guy like Michael Voss, he knows, he knows what the ultimate goal is. 
He's been there and done it. More than most. He knows what it's all about. The processes you put in place to get there, who knows? Mm. No one knows. Only they know. They know what they're doing. So I think from their point of view, I would prefer them just to say, look, that bigger picture, that'll come when it comes. We can't look one month, two month, three months ahead. We've got a game to focus on this weekend. We've got a training session to figure out. We've got team selection to figure out. We've got tactics tactics to figure out this weekend. We can't even we can't even think about that yet. The we be- don't even deserve to talk about that yet. No. The beauty is we have a team to pick. We have yep. a pretty healthy list for the first time since maybe the start of last year. The first week of last year, let's say. Mm. We have a healthy list. Our emergency line looks good. The players on the park are good enough. No excuses. No, there's no excuses. That Brisbane game, that came down to Chris Fagan out coaching us and our ball use being, and, and our ability to move the ball being Execution. significantly worse Execution. than the team on the other side mm. who had uh, fewer of their stars available. Mm-hmm. And we simply couldn't get it done. That Carlton team that they've picked, and I hope that we see someone like Jordan Boyd picked as the sub because I think he's a perfect yeah, perfect impact player agree with that. Um, coming off the bench. It's as good as we can probably put out on the park, but, you know, you could say, oh, Zach Williams in there, sure. You could say, um, you know, Caleb Marchbank, yeah, maybe he's probably an upgrade on, on that Brody Kemp spot, mm-hmm. sure. But at the end of the day, um, it's not not the end of the world. Like, we've got a pretty strong team, and I, I can see Miles Fitzner is probably talking about us in, in the track studio over there. Hello, Miles. Um, I think... He knows what we're talking about. <laughs> but, so does Cam, I think. <laughs> uh, no, th- th- this Carlton team needs to deliver because there are no excuses. I think, and I, as much as we can delve as deep as possible into this, I just purely do think it is an execution and efficiency issue at the minute. Yeah, That's my look. I mean, you look at the numbers, more contested ball, more uncontested ball, whether or not that's us over-possessing it because, you know, you don't take that first option, then you've got to go wide laterally and backwards, and that brings a possession count up as well. So that I understand, but same inside 50s. And it was similar in the Adelaide game. That two-block quarter that we had second and third quarter, we doubled their inside 50 count, I think 30 to 60, 30 to 16, and just couldn't do anything with it. So, again, I do think it's just purely an execution and efficiency thing at the moment, and I think we can – look through deeply into it, but maybe it is a, a chasm into deeper problems at the club. It could very well be. So look, let's just let it play out first. This is a big week. Let's just let it play out first. We've got a big game Saturday night tomorrow at Marvel Stadium against the Bulldogs, who we do match up pretty well against and have so mm. in the last couple of years, I think. I think one storyline that has gotten no traction this week is Liam Jones versus Charlie Kerno. <laughs> Liam Jones would have spent a few years mm. matching up along. Actually, probably wouldn't have, because Kerno was sidelined for those three years. Uh, yeah, but t- yeah, yeah, he would have so, been. He would have been. Like yeah. you could, he's probably not had that much experience actually mm. playing on Charlie. Mm. Both he, very, both very athletic. On paper, is a great matchup for Charlie, yeah. which yeah. is actually quite interesting. Harry has been the one who's ripped the Bulldogs apart a few he times. Has. He has. They kicked nine on them in the last game that we played. Mm-hmm. As simple as it seems, that feels like the resume, uh, the the recipe again mm-hmm. in terms of how we go about beating them. Mm-hmm. But it all starts at the source, and we need to get on top in the clearances. Yep. And we need to control uh, the direction the ball is heading in because Josh and Josh Dunkley almost single-handedly took that away from us mm. uh, in the Brisbane game. And I wouldn't be surprised if the dogs go to work and say do something like do something similar with with Liber or Bont in terms of putting him on Crips and having him work off him. Could very well be the case because uh, those are the two players I'm most scared of in this game. Yeah, I think that's the big thing too. And you look at look at our inside fifty counts as well. We're ranked fourteenth. 
recording here in the comp. Gold Coast, North Melbourne, Hawthorne, West Coast are below yeah, us. because the ball is stuck at our that, back flank. And that, that says it all at the moment. So, again, you've got to get that ball out of that first line and out of that first press, and then you're away. So, I do like the ins, Pont. I'm a yep. massive fan of the Let's ins. Let's talk selection. Go through it. Uh, Matt Owies has come in. Matt Cottrell has come in. Uh, and Matt Kennedy has also made his way uh, into the team too, which I'm very, very pleased about. Uh, Ed Kernow out, Josh Honey out, rightfully so. Yep. Brody Kemp, maybe for team yeah. balance? No, all team yeah. balance. We were yeah. way too tall last week, which is why yep. they subbed out Lewis Young. Yep. Okay, so Adam Trelaw is out for the dogs as well. I think that's huge for them. Um, mm. I really like the ins. I'm a big fan of Cottrell, a big fan of Owies. Uh And I think Owies might be the key to unlocking Motlop and Durden so okay. that can, they can just stay at home. I'm sick of seeing them at, at, up, at, up in the back pocket. Yep. Just does my head in. Uh, and Cottrell can play, as Vossi said, various roles. I like him across high half forward. I like him as an attacking winger. Uh, he'll hit the scoreboard, I think, on the weekend too. And uh, I think he's a direct player that we need. Yep. He'll break the lines, which is what we need, I think, across that wing area. And, and it's always been an issue and was an issue against Brisbane in that third term. Couldn't get it past the bloody centre line, Pont. Yeah. Oh, did you see that passage of play for about, would have been about five minutes Fair think of five minutes where we tried to exit D50 the exact same way. Yep. Long up the line, long up the line, long up the line. Didn't work. Repeat entries, repeat entries, repeat entries. The pressure the pressure gauge goes up. Yep. You need to hit the kick. Saad reverts, goes back inside, concedes a set shot. I don't think he I don't think they scored a goal from it, but that that in there yep. lie, lies the problem. You get three goals down, yep. and this group don't want to take that bang first and hit up. I've noticed this with other clubs. They have a set play when that happens. They go back to fullback. Like Collingwood's set play is Nick Dacos gets the ball at fullback and he just runs. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, happens. It is literally their set play. They will have Dacos grab the ball at fullback and he will run in a straight line, take a bounce, and they will make something up on the go. Players start moving forward. Players change lines. And it breaks up what was clearly just a, a stuck group. Yeah, We need something like that. And we have the, the cattle to do it. We need something that changes the formula because what we're doing is simply going long up the line and relying on a contested mark and then a quick handball and then another long kick down the line. It doesn't work. No. And no. it doesn't work at this level because teams other than West Coast. It's predictable. Too. Yeah, it's predictable. Team English is going to take 15 marks if we do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly right. I, I think there is a time and place for it. I like long up the line and there is a time and place for it when Harry's got the hot hand and Charlie's got the hot hand. I kind of understand that, but... In that moment there, especially in the third term with the game on the line, you need to start coming through the corridor a bit more and opening up that kick on the 45. And there were moments in that third term against Brisbane, not to go back over the game, but where we'd set up beautifully in the corridor, no one looked inside. Yeah. And no one looked to come back around. Like just simple things leading up to the ball carrier, creating space in behind you so someone in behind you can take that lead and take that space as well. So again, and I keep saying it time and time again, yeah, the, the difference between us and the top four teams is doing the basics right for longer. We don't do that. No. And they, you, the only way you can get better off, uh, with that is just keep working on As it. I keep working on it. The, that first quarter against Brisbane, three goals directly from a Weedering kick, a McGovern <sighs> kick, oh, and an Ed Kerno kick. That Weedering kick. The one on the left or the one on the right? Uh, the, the, the one that cut all the grass. <sighs> but also, oh what people don't really talk about is the is the fourth goal, which was Charlie, Kern- Charlie Cameron getting the holding the ball on Wiedering? Who uh, was it? Silvani. On Silvani. Oh, the handballs. That, that just, th- there was nothing. That happened because uh. Brody Kemp gives a handball and then lets Charlie Cameron run past him. Uh. When, the, like, 
Simple things. Simple shepherd there. We get the ball out of our back 50. A mm-hmm. goal isn't kicked. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like a lot of Carlton's goals are us killing ourselves. Make it someone else's problem. Yeah. And then don't help my teammate. Yeah. And as much as, as, as basic as that sounds, Brisbane didn't do anything amazing on Friday night. No. Nothing amazing. Nothing where you could have said, holy moly, geez, these guys, mate. Yep. Them, the rest of the comp, forget about they, it. They got goals in the goal score out the back yep. because we turned the ball over. Joe Danner kicked one long one off a turnover. Mm-hmm. Like, they did the basics right and they executed. And, yep. again, we didn't. Look, we can harp on it about it as much as we want. Again, a game Saturday, big one, Marvel Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Another sellout, shock horror. Well, not really because current supporters always rock up, so... They've done their bit. Uh, Carlton Collingwood is already sold out. It is indeed, yes. I I won't be here for it because I'll be in England. Oh, yeah. Uh, But uh, I'll be watching that from my hotel at about 5 (laughs) a.m. over there. So that'll be nice. Sausage, bacon and eggs. Beautiful. Nice cup of tea. Uh, Thoughts, opinions before we get into – or shall we get into – Let's do some questions questions first and then get into the game, shall we? All right. Because we put the call out about five minutes before we started. Well, I'll let let you run the roost, mate, because you you took the initiative with that. So you can uh, fire away with the audience questions and we'll try and answer them as best as possible. I wasn't expecting any. We got like nine. So that's that's a good (laughs) start. It's a good start. All right. So we'll start. uh, Michael on Twitter. Do you guys believe in this midfield mix? Do you think the club believe? Do you think the club believes in the midfield mix? Where do you want to start with that one? Uh... Yeah, Vossi said he did, so I'll back him in. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the midfield mix is. I like it better this week than I have in re- recent weeks. Yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's strong enough to play. Not playing Matt Kennedy has baffled me. When Ed Kerno, yep, doesn't seem to quite have it anymore. Agree. Agree I like, with that. We've been saying to play three wing- wingmen all year. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing that this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, someone like Jordan Boyd come off the bench um, as the sub, and then hopefully make his way into this into the twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the midfield mix is what it is. I'd like to see Sam Walshmore on the outside. Hopefully Kennedy in allows that. I like Doherty ro- roaming his way through there. Yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing one of the smalls there as well. Maybe Durden or Motlop sort of push their way through there for maybe a minute or yep. two. No Fisher again. He wasn't picked. No. They want to see him do some stuff at VFL level, yep. which I yep. wouldn't mind seeing Jesse Motlop get his on-ball rotations for a bit. Yeah, that'd be understandable. Yep. Well, the problem is, is that it, like with the midfield mix, what do you bring in as well? Like there's no... Mm. There's no real changes you can make unless they want to completely change everything up and go with Dow, but we know that's not happening. I'm not going to do my head in over that. You know, I always do so. Okay. Uh, next, RJ. How, RJ. How many of the issues is how many, how much of the issue is coaching and how much is list? Again, it's a it's a broad question, but it's we have a full list to pick from, as we mentioned before. Our our list is pretty much best twenty two available, so I think. That comes down to initially it's coaching, preparation, positioning, and then yes. it's on the players to execute. So I don't think yep. I don't think you could say one way or the other. No, I don't, I don't, and I think that's been our problem. I think that's been our problem for twenty years. We just keep pinpointing one thing. If it was just one thing, we'd have already solved it by now. Yeah, that that's the issue. So again, I, I like the tiki tucker. I'm a big fan of it. You know, I'm a fan of the world game. I love the round ball, and the best teams in the world play tiki tucker football. That's how you win titles. That's how you win leagues. That's how you win tournaments, right? Tiki-taka football. But is it an execution thing? And people say we do look slow. You look slow when you play tiki-taka when you don't hit that first direct pass. Yeah. Then you're stuffing around with it in the back line. Then sometimes you need to go long because the press gets involved. So, again, it's probably 
it's probably a bit of both, to be honest. They've both got to get it right with the list and coaching perspective. But I will say, and we might get onto it during the bye, there are a lot of players. There's a clump of players where you look at and you think, we could make eight to ten list changes at the end of this season. I, I want to have that discussion. It's probably not one for today. No. But no. I think the list management uh, podcast will be a oh. very interesting one. Oh, yes. Maybe we, can we get, get uh, maybe we can get Nick Austin in on that one. I would love to. That would be interesting. He's a good I'll, man. I'll, uh, I'll, put, uh, I'll put the feelers out to him. be nice to get. Uh, next question, Spot. What else have we got? From Sam on Twitter. Yes. With Hello, the current Sam. list we have, how long is it reasonable to give Voss if we don't play finals this year? He is obviously contracted for next year. Uh, this is the question. And this is what you were talking about. I think your point earlier about what can we do as Carlton fans, what we can do as Carlton fans is not call for the noose nine rounds into I'm the not season. Even, I'm not even thinking about, I'm not even because, thinking about that, Samuel, to be honest. But the, your, your point earlier to what can we do as Carlton fans, if we are putting the pressure on the club to sack a coach after mm. two years of implementing a system... Mm. We're going to be in this cycle forever. Well, we are, and we have been. We've been in the same cycle for 20 years. We need this coaching group to stay together for another couple of years, and we need to give them every possible chance before we give in. If we give up on a coach every two years, uh, we're going to be in this cycle until we find the the smartest man on the planet. Mm. This is is not how footy clubs work, and I think we have to give Vossi as much chance as possible. Yep. As much as I appreciate the question... It's not the right question to ask at the moment. No, and that's not, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I think, nothing personal, Samuel. I, no, just, no. I just think as as a fan base, and this this is me. This is what I've done mm. for 20 years as as a fan and as a member. I, yep. I've I've done the same thing time and time again. I just think not not now, not now. I think leave it alone for yeah. now. In five weeks, if we lose these games, if we lose that Essendon game, huge I think question marks, massive. We revisit, but I think we have to we have to back the club in for the time being. Yeah, for now, for now. Um, Ashley, yes, Ashley. Can you change oh, a Ashley. game plan mid-season, or is that you know too hard? Um, you, can, I, you can tweak it. Yeah, you can tweak it. Like we've um, seen examples like Sydney last year. They pretty much changed quite a bit of how they moved the ball, and uh, they changed their forward structure quite a bit last year, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Geelong about it. did too, but that was preseason. Geelong did it in the preseason. They won the flag. Geelong played a game style very similar to the one we're playing right now, mm-hmm. and then decided, no, you can't win a flag this way, which mm. isn't great. And they decided to go more direct to their mm. two tall key forwards. I almost feel like there's a blueprint here or something. I th- look, but, I, um, I do think that. See, this is where I think there is a little bit of a misconception with the way we're playing at the moment. Go. If you hit that first kick with the way we play, you you become direct because. Everything opens up. Once you break that first line with that short inboard kick under Tiki Taka style, everything opens up and you can move the ball quickly. Whereas if you if you're in minds of if you if you've got any seed of doubt with that first bit of ball movement in the back half through Tiki Taka and high possession and high high retentive, you know, uh, having that high retentive ball rate which which we do, you you look slow and then you can't yep. move the ball and then you've got to go long up the line. So it's all to do with that first initial possession chain that you have. So I don't think the coaches are sitting there saying we don't want to move the ball quickly to Harry and Charlie. We want to isolate them. How do we do that? Is it through this passage of play? They would be practicing it and practicing it and practicing it and saying, okay, well, it is the best way to get there. This is what we think. So there might be certain tweaks during the year. You can't change the middle of the season. No, no way. No but way. But I think if any week to make enough adjustments to say, hey, this looks different, it, ha- it should be this week. 
Um, because we've seen a patch of yeah. footy against good teams where what yeah. we're currently doing doesn't work. Whether it's a small tweak, whether mm. it's a larger tweak, this is the week to showcase it. Mm. Or would they look back at it and say, well, no, guys, it does work. You just need to execute it properly. And the players are going to say, well, yeah, you're probably right. Because we just probably. look at it and say, we look at the numbers. Oh, okay. Numbers, numbers, numbers add up to actually. The numbers, if you look at the numbers, are what you would see if we were to win the game yep. as well. The numbers would be similar. It's just all about efficiencies, efficiency and execution. So how much of that's on players and how much is that on coaches to come up with the system that allows players to execute as well? That's, that's a big question. thing too. That's, that's a big thing too. So it's a little bit of give and take, I think, both ends. We'll find out. We will absolutely find out in the next month. No doubt. No doubt. Any other questions? Okay. Mark Peterson, I think, sent one through, but I think that was about yeah, boss. We, we, similar we question to that. Samuel, I think, yeah. Um, yep. From R2, why are people crucifying Chera for what he said? He's doing the right thing by the coach because if he said the season is a failure, that soundbite would be used against Voss mm. the whole season. Yeah, I completely disagree with that. He's not going to be crucified for setting a standard and saying, as a football club, our goal is to play finals. And as a football yeah. club, that is what we're aiming for. He did say the goal was to play finals. Yeah, but every team's goal is to play finals. You've got to, when, you, yeah, when, when, so. when you're in the situation that we're in, you've got to be stronger than I think what... And it's harsh. Yes, you have to be stronger. That's correct. We're, we're crucifying a player who probably just, you know, got asked the question on, on a random Tuesday afternoon and was just like, oh, yeah, this is my thought off the top of my head. Which, again, media, media training and, well, you know, should have expected that question. Given you are head of social media at yes. uh, SEN, uh, Nick, just put the reverse uh, lights on. Mm. If you were Adam Chera in that moment or if you were the media comms at Carlton, how yeah. would you have answered that question? Well, you would have known that question was coming 100%. because it was a, it was a topic for two days. Correct. Especially on that Sunday. Yes. I would have said, I would have prepared Adam a line or two. Yes. Based on the club's overall um, direction. Mm-hmm. And if obviously the the CEO and Brian Cook is saying, it's not the end of the world if we don't play finals mm-hmm. and you're a player at the club, you probably have to follow a similar line. Mm-hmm. So he probably said in a roundabout way, the right thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think the CEO was the one who said the wrong thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think what he should have said, and we're getting into the minutiae here, is what, is, <laughs> the, what, the minutia. is what Voss said in that it doesn't matter whether what our goal is. Our goal is to beat the Bulldogs this week. Yep. And we'll worry about that when, when we get to it. So I think people are crucifying Chera, and it's harsh because he's a footballer and he's not a scholar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, my, my, more, my worry was more about Brian Cook sort of taking the long view. And to me, it's 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 got to be about this year and it's got to be about getting there in 2023. Just as we go on, I've got my eyes on the Scone Cup here, uh, Pont. Uh, I've got a bet on Banjo, but anyway, just you can keep an eye on that for me as we go along. Uh now, I would have answered it. I think Adam Cherry should have been much sterner in what he said. I yep. would have just said when the question came through, oh, Adam, is it a um, failure if you don't play finals this year? I would have just said our goal is to play finals and win premierships. And if they kept probing, I would have just answered the same thing every single time and looked like an absolute <laughs> moron. No, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> I believe you. That, that's that's, that's how you answer you. that. That's how you answer it. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so you don't think it's a failure, Adam? Our goal is to to play and win in finals and win premierships. And to beat the Western Bulldogs this week. That's it. That's how you answer it. Simple as that. So do media and comms get sacked then? (laughs) (laughs) I think our boy Christian is safe. No, no, no. I think, uh, look, listen, Critter, Will, if you need a hand, uh, let us know. I'm more than than happy to uh, to let you know how to answer those questions. Uh, Now, should we answer, and I don't want to read the uh, 
I mean, there's, there's a bit of swearing in this question, but yes. I, I do understand it. From, from Michael, yep. uh, Michael J. Smitty, uh, could Matheson and other power brokers just proverbial off for good and stop destabilising the club? Hopefully Sayers and Cook are powerful enough themselves to not only withstand the nonsense but shield the football department from it. Now, on the way in, Pot, mm-hmm. I was listening to the great Andy Maher and Andrew Gaze on the run home, and they were making mention of comments that Bruce Matheson made uh, coming into the studio uh, today when we're about to record this. So apparently he called the club admin and yep. power broker uh, people at the club imbeciles. And Classic Harold Sun story where they rent, uh, they call for a quote. Classic Bruce yep. Matheson. Yeah. Just, it's not his place. No. No. And I don't think I don't think Brian Cook gives a shit. Um, would Brian Cook give a shit what he thinks? I don't think he would. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Brian Cooks. Well, Craig Matheson, Bruce's uh, nephew, is on the board, mm-hmm. and he's going to be turfed off, I think, at the end of this season because his tenure somehow, someway comes to an end. I think it's either the end of this year or next year. Yep. So, sayonara. I don't think Brian Cook cares. I think Brian Cook has, has built a successful club from scratch in Geelong, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He knows what it takes, and I don't think... I don't think and he has no connection to these Carlton power brokers whatsoever. No, so no. I don't think he would have any. I would think he'd be worried whatsoever. I understand that Bruce Matheson does fund the club up to a certain point, whatever it may be, with the pokies and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, um, if uh, unless you're unless you're coming up with some sort of solution to the issues that you see, rather than and this again, it goes back to what I said earlier in that little monologue I put together. Yep, you're part of the fan base, Bruce. Right? What's your solution, son? What do you got? You want to kick them all out again? Go. Go for it. See how it works. As we said, you can, we can do that forever. Yeah, be a hero. We can sack coaches forever. Put up a ticket. Why don't you become president? Why no, don't you no, Why no. don't you become part of admin if, if you're that good? No, I'm serious. If you've got a solution, rather than saying yeah. get rid of him, get rid of her, piss him off, get rid of him, why don't you come up with a solution? And that's been the problem for years. Everyone says get rid of him, get rid of him, but mm-hmm. no one's got a bloody solution for And that's been the problem. So dial a quote. You can come up with your opinion, but again, if it's not productive, don't want to hear from you. Agree. Simple as that. Doggies this weekend, Pont. Uh, we went through the changes, rang through them. Uh, Owies, Cottrell, and Kennedy will come into the t- come into the team. Uh, Kerno, Kemp, and Honey make way. Uh, you're content. I am ins content. And outs? Yep. I like those ins and outs. I'm, I want to see Jordan Boyd in the 22, and it seems like yep. we're getting closer to that. Yes, but, we are. Yep. Um, predictions, sir. How does this game go down? I am tipping. The Carlton Football Club. Hey! <laughs> For the first time. Well, I tipped us against West Coast, and I tipped us against. Ah, you can't. It's yeah, you know, it's West Coast. I think. Come on. I think this is a week where the media blows it all up, and the club looks internally and gets that bounce back win. Yeah. I don't know what it'll mean, but I think we will win this week. It's it's that theory of. And if we don't. Good luck. Uh, yeah, the pitchforks will definitely be, well, not sharpened. I think they'll be uh, almost ready to be put into use. Yes. I'm tipping the Blues in a thriller. Yeah. I think it's going to be a... Uh, it'll be bad for our hearts is what it'll be. Five-point win. Okay. Adam Chera's number. Yep. I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, to all those who sent through questions, we will put them up a little bit earlier than we did, <laughs> than we did this we week. we still got quite a few. Do I'm we? actually shocked. That we still have some coming through. All right. Well, apologies. Uh, Debbie sent one through. What's happening behind closed doors? Apparently, there's a Herald Sun article. Don't know. I can't say, Debbie, because I haven't read it. But um, thank you to all those who uh, sent through questions. Uh, we will not be – well, we might – you know what? Mm. I'm jetting off Thursday morning. 
Oh, next Thursday? Yes. Yeah, we'll get a show in. So let's get a show in before then, before I jet off to England, yep. before the Collingwood game, because we need to preview that game yep. after this game this weekend. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sending in your questions. Hopefully we informed you. Hopefully. One way or another. Pont, always a pleasure. Never thank a chore with you. Thank you, Paulie. Good of you to tip the blues this week as well. <laughs> well done. Maybe something's coming this if week. If that's the jinx that fixes it. Could very well be. You never Could know. very well be. Okay. Uh, leave us your comments as well. Give us feedback if you like it, dislike it, things we should change, things we should keep. Uh, and go Blues. Go Blues. See you this weekend.